Welcome to another episode of Do You Know What I Mean? My name is Brett Holcomb. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you to everybody that's been sending me messages and encouragement over the past several weeks of this journey I'm on of just opening my mind and opening my mouth and my therapy as I've stated I guess every show now cracking this mic is my therapy whereas people go to talk to people well I'm doing that now but I'm, I'm cracking a mic so uh, thanks for listening I really really appreciate it um, it definitely definitely means a lot interesting week this week uh, you know it was a good week for me can't complain about much this week it's Saturday night here in Ocala Florida just got back from engineering the USF basketball game big win for them um, I'll tell you I it's been night and day with that team and even the football team it's been night and day this year that I've been able to do those games and it's exciting. It's exciting to go down to those games. Um, you know, it, it's a paycheck, but you know, I, I want to be down there because this team is so exciting to watch. So, um, just really good stuff. And I, I work with some amazing people down there um, with that broadcast uh, and, and, and football as well. Um, you know, they they're my guys, uh, and just absolutely love. Uh, catching up with them and sitting there and, and doing a broadcast with them. Um, you know, broadcasting, you know, it's why I went back to school. And it's my passion. So uh, getting to do that and get to see, sit courtside and watching some quality basketball and a, a, a fun team to watch. Uh, it's really cool. And then after the game, I got to do something um probably more special to me um you know one of the cool things about moving from new jersey to florida was uh, reconnecting with my uncle my aunt my cousins but my uncle is my godfather uh, who's always been a really important part of my life so got to share a beer with him and a, uh, got a quick bite to eat so you know that 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 made my night. So um, I always look forward to spending time with him, and um, you know, just good to catch up. So uh, he was he's always been a role model uh, in my life. So getting that time is to me is, is special, and, and family to me is super special. So um, and and then. Um, you know, getting back to USF, ironically, um, the football coach was actually up at, uh, at the school I work at this week. So uh, got to see him in my world. So um, pretty good week. Pretty good week for that. So um, doing the podcast a little later than I normally would probably do this thing, but just trying to figure out, you know, what I wanted to talk about. 
and I had a bunch of things go go through my mind and uh, you know I, I said probably my first podcast one of these one of these times I'm going to talk about something that's also near and dear to my heart is sports uh, talk radio and where I see it right now. And I thought about it and thought about it and I was like, eh, I'm not ready for that. I'm not ready for that. But something that's in the same vein I am ready for. And that's media. And you know, we're going through a, an election process right now to see who's going to be president. He's going to win the election in, in November. And, um, you know, just watching, listening to the media about not just that, but just everything and how we consume media. And it's changed. And some of it's for the better. But a lot of it's not. Some of the things that are really good is you have a lot of access to different things that we we never did years ago. You know, it, and you know it, it's right at your fingertips. You know, you can go online and you know you can Google search things that you know when I was in high school. Really didn't have that. You had to go and you know look it up at the at the library. You know, I remember going into the you know, using the Dewey Decimal System to find that book, or um, you know you had to find that magazine article or that newspaper article from years ago to get the information. Now you know you just get on your phone and or you go, hey Alexa, can you? Tell me what happened in 1993 this month. And it'll give, it, it'll give you the information. The negative of that, too, is there's so much information out there. What do you know is right? What's fake? What's manipulated? You don't. I used to teach radio broadcasting up in New Jersey. Now, I did a little bit down at University of Florida, but first class, we get in there and, you know, I'd ask the students about broadcasting and media, um, you know, their takes, you know, and I, and, um, you know, most of them they were, you know, they were talking about sports talk radio, or they were talking about, you know, music radio. And you know, one of the biggest questions I've always been asked, especially with music radio, is why do you keep playing the same song over and over again? So I had to go into my dissertation about that and thought process and so forth. But the one question that I would always bring up 
and it kind of started everything off with media is a business so why are media companies you know what are they in the business to do well they're like every other business they're in the business to make money whatever their product is it's playing music it's talking about sports it's a religious station they're all still in the business for the most part to raise money so they can keep going they got bills to pay you know owning a, a radio station or a TV station or website or newspaper it's not free you've got overhead radio station you got to pay for transmitters you got to pay for air talent unless you have volunteers you got a, a building to pay for you know, you got electricity to pay for. You got licenses to pay for. You know, you just can't play music on a radio station without licenses. That costs money. So you got to cover the overhead, and then, you know, your equipment breaks down, so you got to buy new equipment, or your volunteer quits, or your your, your staff quits, and you gotta you gotta pay for that. So at the end of the day, they're all trying to make money. It's like the bakery down the street. Yeah. They're in the business to make money too. You know, they're not just making cupcakes for you to come in and taste them and, and walk out. No, they're they're selling them because they want to make money. And I think that's the thing people forget when we're talking about media. At the end of the day, they're there to make a dollar so they can keep this thing going. And we talk about news. Well, news in the media, well, is it biased? The answer is yes. It is. Because they're all looking at their target audience. Okay? It's one of the things about TV and radio and, and, and most types of media. You're looking for your target, target audience and what is important to that target audience. And they're going to slant stories that way that are going to appeal to that target audience they're going to go after advertisers that appeal to that target audience so it should be no surprise that the media is biased in some shape or form they gotta pay the bills but has it gotten out of hand? Now that's another question. That is another question.
And I think that's where a lot of people are very upset about the media. And I've always been one of those ones that has defended media because I've worked in it. It's why I went back to school. It's a passion of mine. You know, I've done sports talk radio. I've done music radio. I've worked at a non-commercial public station, actually a couple of them. I got to be a reporter at one of them. I covered City Hall in Philadelphia. I covered sports with this one as well. I I covered 9-11 up in Philadelphia. Probably one of the scariest times of my life in the media. And I'll tell you I'll tell you a story about that or a couple of stories about that. So I was living at home because I went back to school and um, you know I was so focused on getting my degree and getting into media. Um, so that morning, I didn't have class. And if you knew me, I like to sleep in. Well, because I was also bartending at night and doing the radio thing at night. And I was working at WIP, so I was usually doing a night shift or probably, I think probably at that time too. So I slept in a little bit because I didn't have to be over at Temple to go work at the public station which I was taking for credit as well until the afternoon. And I think I woke up I want to say around 9.30 that day. And I'll never forget walking into our family room and there's my dad. And his words to me it didn't hit because I didn't have coffee in my system. The World Trade Center is gone. I'm like, what? Yeah, the World Trade Center is gone. Like, what are you talking about? Again, I'm still trying to get my mind cleared and all that. I look up at the TV and he had, the, he had the news on and I just see this fireball in one of the towers. And I'm like, wait, what's going on? And he said, a plane hit the World Trade Center. Because as a matter of fact, two of them And I was in shock, and I was probably just like everybody else that was that was alive at that point in utter shock. And I sat down watching the news, and things were coming out, and everything about the Pentagon and the other flight that went down in Pennsylvania. 
And the first thought in my head was, we're going to war. And I'm getting drafted. The draft hasn't been around, but that was the first thought. Because I had that thought earlier in my life with the Gulf War. Like I, I, I thought that was coming for me. So, needless to say, I, I get it on the phone and I, I call the radio station and said, uh, hey, do we still got to come in? Like, I'm just again, I'm working at a university public radio station and I'm thinking, nah, you can stay you, you should probably stay home no, we need you in here get here as soon as you can okay remember, I'm taking this for credit I'm not getting paid to do this I was the jazz disc jockey at that station too I was getting paid for that okay Now, I live in New Jersey, and Temple University is over in Philly, and i got to go over a couple bridges to get there. I'm a little concerned about the bridges at this point, too. Here I go, and I went under that bridge, and I was probably, for the first time ever, white-knuckled to that steering wheel. Took the Ben Franklin Bridge over. I get on the Broad Street and I'm seeing fire engines like I've never seen fire engines. So I'm listening to WIP in the way in, and, you know, of course, this is the only thing they're talking about. And I'm seeing this, and there's like a lot of action going on, and all the updates. They do the sports updates. We're all about what's going on and things that are happening in the city. So, my place of employment, I call the newsroom. I know the guy in there, Bob Bombera. Love the guy. Normally, when I call it and I go, Hey, Bob, it's Brett. He knows exactly who it is. This time, it was a little different. I'm like, Hey, Bob, it's Brett. Brett who? Brett Holcomb. How do I know it's Brett Holcomb? I'm getting 50 questions. So I'm thinking, thinking, you know, and I had to come, I forget what I had to tell him, but he goes, all right. He goes, okay, Brett, what's going on? We're a little busy right now. I said, yeah, I said, I'm driving down Broad Street. I'm going to tell you, like, there's a massive amount of fire engine activity going on. I'm not sure what's going on. It looks like they're trying to evacuate a building. Just want to give you a heads up. He goes, I appreciate it. Thank you. And it was like, wow, this has got to be crazy. WIP is on a complete lockdown. Couldn't even get into the building. Which I found out later. So I get up to Temple, park the car. It's like a ghost town. Get in the sta- station. 
and they're putting out assignments. All right, Brett. First place we got to send you down to is the federal courthouse building. FBI is in that building as well. I need you to go. And it was like the 17th floor. In the back of my mind, I'm like, that's a big building. Well, concerned about going into a skyscraper at this point. Not to mention the fact that the other news that's coming out is that possibly terrorists are attacking historical landmarks in the United States. Well, this building is right down in historical Philadelphia. I'm like, this is great. Like, I'm concerned. So I go down, drive my car. I was not taking. They're like, oh, you can take the subway. Mm, nope, not doing that. Mm -mm, mm -mm, that's underground. I don't know what's going on, and I'll, I'll take my car. Get down there, do that. Took a deep breath, got in the elevator, did that, all that kind of stuff. Get the story on my Marantz cassette recorder. Call in. Hey, we need you to get into the diocese. The Cardinal's going to speak. Okay. So I go down there, and the Cardinal at the time, I forget who it was, but I was down there, and I'm looking around, and I'm like, here's me, college student doing a reporting thing and I see like every major reporter in Philadelphia either newspaper magazine TV you name it so one of the camera guys my mom used to work at Channel 6 I saw one of the camera guys I knew over there was talking to him and you know and uh, so we're getting in there and sitting waiting for the cardinal to, to come out to speak to the media and you remember those old Nokia phones that you could play the snake on it it was like the one game you could play on it that's that's what I had all the other reporters are trying to make calls and they can't go through it was one of the big things during the day like you couldn't make a phone call and for some reason my Nokia took it up, I'm calling back at the station just check it in, see if there's anything else I need to take care of um, anything that might be pertinent besides what I thought I was going to ask or just, just get sound for I hang up and one of the big name writers for the inquiry goes wow the college student has a better phone and get a signal than the guys that have been doing this for 20 some years and I just shook I want sorry so anyway that that day like there was no there was no bias 
at that point. I think everybody was scared. Everybody was concerned. And everybody was trying to find what was going on. Going on. And from a media standpoint, I was, you know, I was like, wow, this is, you know, everybody was focused on one thing. And I'll often look back at that and go, if that happened today, would it be the same? And the answer is no. Because there would be some type of slant. I don't care if it was political in nature or what. But there will be a slant. And that sucks. You know, every generation, you know, there's things that have happened that everybody will remember what they're doing or where they were when these things happen. 9-11 is one of those. OJ and the White Bronco is another one for me. And the Challenger accident is probably the other big one. But how would that be? How would any of those be reported today? And they'd all be different. They would all be different. Part of the reason, you know, I think part of it is, and I'm doing it right now. is everybody has access to the world and they can share their viewpoints. And there's, there's good with that. I think what I'm trying to do is a good thing. But there's others that are stirring the pot for the wrong reason some are stirring the pot for the right reason some are just going out there and blatantly lying there's other people that are speaking the truth and they're getting mocked now because 
speaking the truth. You go on Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it. And just some of the stuff you see posted is just off the chart. Or just absolutely insane. And people lie about different things. But people will support that person because, oh, well, they've been wronged. I'm like, how? You lied or you did something, but it's always somebody else's fault. It's never theirs. And you see this on, on social media. Social media, you know, I, I think I started on MySpace. I know actually there was a thing called Friendster if you remember that that was a that was a quick thing and then we went to MySpace and then Facebook and then Twitter came along and you know here we go and it was cool you know and I'm on it all the time right now too but it was more for me to reconnect with people that I haven't talked to in years um, and there's and that's my main thing or um, you know when I was running the radio station up in Jersey or even down here in Florida like you know that was how we you know we connected with our audience on top of you know talking on the air so you know I was, we were doing that I mean, I, I mean, Facebook, I don't know how many people I've re reconnected. I haven't talked to people in 20-some years. And all of a sudden, reconnecting them. And then when they come down to, to Disney, you know, meeting up, seeing them. Love that. Absolutely love that part of it. But it's the other stuff. It's the nonsense. drives me up a wall. And, and some of the things that people would say to others, it, it, like, you would never say that face-to-face -face with somebody. I call it Facebook muscle. Everybody's, you know, you get on that phone and type away with those thumbs Whatever they want. I'd love to see you say that in front of somebody. Because you couldn't. 
And then you look into like the, the sports world. And you got reporters that I respected. Or at least I thought I did. And, you know, they're putting stuff up there that's not even true. Oh, per source. Now, I'm okay with an honest sources, but let, let's make sure we have some credibility behind this. And they're putting stuff out there that's nonsense. Not true. Getting people in trouble because of it. Rowing people up. Because it's not about getting the story right anymore. It's about getting the story out first. These hot takes. I hate them. You know, it's like, you know, when you were younger and you had to write a term paper. And you had to have three credible sources. And you had to put it at the end of your term paper. And what were those sources? Well, nowadays, students will like Google, Facebook, Snapchat. TikTok. Okay, if you're getting your source from TikTok, we've got a problem. But they do. And there's other people that are gullible. And we'll put that out there. Oh, I heard this on TikTok. It's got to be true. Come on. And I haven't even talked about cable news. When I when I was teaching media classes, and an election was coming up, and I even did this for radio stations. I'll get for the radio stations, I'd find out what their favorite radio station was. And their assignment was, and I, and I didn't give tough assignments because I wanted them to do work. Like I wanted them to talk on a microphone, and work the audio program, or work the board. Like that, that was what I wanted to do. We had discussions. But one of the assignments was like, all right, your radio station, like, I, okay, top, you like a top 40 radio station. All right, I want you to listen to the jazz station. Well, I don't like jazz. Exactly. I want you to listen to it. And I want you to talk about it and tell me what you think about it. How their break was. 
the verbal break too long. What did you think about the personalities on that? What did you think about the commercials? Those kind of things. But then when an election came up, I said, all right, this is what I want you to do. I don't care what you're a Democrat, Republican, Independent. Okay, I want, what I want you to do is I want you to watch C-SPAN, Fox News, CNN, and your local media. And what I want you, we're going to do is we're going to have a conversation about this the following week when you come in. We're going to have an open discussion, so everybody's going to be involved with this. I want you to tell me what you think and what you see the differences are. Wow, that was eye-opening. They finally understood that there was a slant. Your local news is pretty much cut and dry, for the most part. Now, are they biased towards their market? Absolutely. Well, that's what they're serving. But they're pretty much cut and dry. C-SPAN? Yeah, well, it's pretty cut and dry. Now we talk about the other ones. You can see the difference. MSNBC slants to the left. CNN slants to the left. Probably probably a little more moderate. Fox News slants to the right. But Mr. Holcomb, they say they're fair and balanced. Okay. So let's talk about that. Are they fair and balanced? Who are they criticizing the most? CNN. I think that thing was the world is watching. Okay, well, what? Who are they criticizing the most? MSNBC. Who are they criticizing about? Who are they praising the most? And over, I'd say the last last 15 years, It's gotten even further apart. Now, I think when CNN originally came out, they were pretty cut and dry. This just was a new thing. Cable news? Like Seriously, who's going to watch news all day? Well, we found out. I mean, Fox News was founded 
and built to go after people think that are conservative. It was. What Rupert Murdoch wanted. And that's good. That's fine. Like you know, everybody needs their place to go. And I and I, I hey, it's great. I used to be a advocate watcher of Fox News until they've went too far. I'm one of those moderate people. So now, you know, when the election time comes out, I, I will watch all of it. Because I want to see what's being said. So I can come up with my own thought process. A little different than, I, I don't know if other people do that, but I do that. I'm the guy since my early days of college before I even started to go into radio that and this was very prominent when I was at Camden County we go to the diner by myself by the Enquirer the Daily News USA Today and either Carrier Post or Brown County Times. And I would read all four of them at breakfast. Primarily the sports section. That's why. But I would skim the other ones. If I saw something interesting, I'd stop and read it. But every day I would do that. Monday through Friday. And then on, on Sunday, I'd get the Enquirer and probably the Bronze County Times because it was delivered to the house. And read it. And I miss that. I really do. I miss reading newspapers. Online is not the same. Picking up that paper and reading. And I'd always get, you know, it was in the sports section, like, you get different points of view, and that's great. So, like, then I would come up with my my thought process of why Bagel stunk on Sunday. Or we need to draft this guy. And the beauty thing was going over to Town Tavern and, and doing trivia and, and wiping some butt at sports trivia. Now, the other stuff I wasn't always good at, but sports trivia, mm-hmm. I got free beer and wings, and I beat the Jordan at trivia, who was a part owner over at Town Tavern. 
I would tell my students that too. If you do this, and you go to your, you know, you're of age, and you go to your local bar, and they got trivia night, and get some free food and beverages. Good times. So I guess the question is, how do we fix it? And my answer to you is there's always truth in all of them. But you got to think and look at it. Election time, like I said, I will, I will flip the channels to see what how they're portraying different things. And I'd listen and listen. And I'd make make my determination. Now there's a there's a new channel out there that I'm actually becoming a, a fan of. And that's News Nation. I think, I don't want to call them fair and balanced, but I think they have a more, less of a slant than the other ones. Because they'll have both sides on. And now I've, now I've guests on there speaking about things that, the other stations won't because of their viewpoint. It doesn't fit the you know, the narrative. I like that. I mean, one of their one of their hosts I, I admire. I, I think he does a great job is Chris Cuomo. I know there's there's heat with him and all that stuff of things that happened in the past. But I will say this. I listen to him and watch him and it gets you thinking. A lot of other ones I like get on there and you know, other channels and things like that, they don't get you thinking. He gets you thinking and I'm like in that I might not agree with him all the time I'm like okay you got me thinking on that I appreciate that I want that I, I want to be able to make my own decision and I think that's the I think that's the key to this entire thing how do we fix this we gotta get people to think again We gotta get people to, regardless of what it is, with this media thing. Like, yeah, you can hear that, but like, you gotta read between the lines.
you know, a lot of people I've talked about in the past, like I just wish, you know, people will be able to sit down with one another and have a conversation again. And I, and I, and I still, like, that is my biggest thing. I just wish people would be able to do that. It's okay to disagree on certain things. It's okay. Again, how this country was founded. And I guarantee when they were writing the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence, they weren't all on the same page. They had to compromise a little bit. Okay, you do this, you do that. Oh, that sounds okay. I let's do this. What makes the world go round? But I think reading between the lines is, is the way to go. We just got to all become. critical thinkers and think about what we're being told now I'm not saying let's start conspiracy theories because that's not what I'm saying what I'm saying is let's call it a spade a spade okay If something's blue, don't tell me it's pink. Now, it might be a different shade of blue, but it's still blue. Maybe I shouldn't get it because I want to go into the political conversation. If something's green, let's go with that, okay? There's, there's a green party. Well, that's better. It's green, okay? It's not brown. No, it's green. There may be a little brown in it, but it's green. You know, I, I, I just saw. I, I, you know, everybody thinks that the think of the media, and again, this is popping up there. The NFL's rigged. Now, do networks have certain teams they want to win? Yes. Absolutely. Again, they're in the business to make money. I want the teams that have big fan bases to win. And I saw a lot of this happening this past week again with the Super Bowl logo. I'm going to put this one to rest. And it's very, very simple. If the NFL is rigged, why haven't the Dallas Cowboys been in an NFC championship game in over 25 years. They're America's team. 
Jerry Jones is a very prominent owner in the NFL. Everybody thinks they cheat. They've got a big fan base. I mean, you'll find Cowboy fans in every area of the country. But they haven't been to an NFC championship in 25 years. Wouldn't the NFL and the networks want that? Wouldn't they rather have them in instead of when the Rams played in St. Louis? I mean, that's not a big market. Or the, even though it's in Phoenix, the Arizona Cardinals. So you can't tell me that it's rigged. Now, could there be some shady F referees? Yes. I, that part I agree with. But is there a script somewhere that says, we're going to have this team's going to win this this game, and this is going to be the storyline? Uh-uh. Ain't happening. I'm sorry. There's no way. Because, again, America's team has not been in an NFC championship, nor a Super Bowl in over 25 years. They lost to the Green Bay Packers this year. One of the smallest markets in the NFL. But you're telling me that the NFL is rigged. Come on. If the NFL was rigged, the Eagles would have never won that Super Bowl. Because the national media doesn't like Eagle fans. I'll tell you that right now. And they'd want us to be in misery. But we did. And we beat Tom Brady. Case closed. So. What do you think we should do? I'm going to encourage everybody to read between the lines and be a critical thinker and use something that I think has gone away in this society. That's called common sense.
watching the news and seeing what's going on in the world and I'm going to leave that up to you. But I can tell you that that's what I do. And I'm not always right. I'm not. I'm, I'm, I am wrong. I will admit that. That I'm not perfect. I'm far from it. But just sitting down and, and, and analyzing. And take the initiative and open up your variety of what you're, you're watching or reading or going on social media and, and, and checking out. I know there's a lot of people that, oh, I won't, I won't watch on social. Well, why? Oh, they're just, they're, they're bad. They're just bad. They're terrible. Okay. But why? I never get the real reason why. So if you're one of those, I encourage you to go watch that. Not for five minutes, not for ten minutes. Do it for a couple of days. I'm not trying to brainwash you or anything like that. I'm just telling you to open your horizons a little bit and check it out. Because at one point I was like a lot of people like that. I really was. I was watching one station and like I said, like it kind of just went way radical. And, and I could see it. And I was like, mm, 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 mm. So I started flipping the dial a little bit more. And I started watching another one. Things kind of happened, and I kind of stopped a little bit, but still watching, but not. Um, but like I said, the one I. They're growing. It's this news nation. I will tell you that. Like I, there, there's some, some good stuff going on. I will highly recommend that to you. But just open your eyes a little bit and just take it all in. Because I think that if more people do that and they're not just you know, relegated to one side of a story or one side of a thought process. I want to say a story. I, I think you're going to get a different perspective. And maybe an understanding of why people feel the, the way they do. I don't know. I... I I could be wrong. Like I said, I'm not perfect. But I think I'm right on that. 
Like I just think I think if everybody just does does that, this place will be better, and I think we'll have more of appreciation for one another in our differences. Just the end of the day, that's all. It's what this is all about. We all have different viewpoints. We have different ideas, and you know ways we like to do things and that's okay like I said it is okay we're all supposed to be different we're not supposed to be the same we all shouldn't be like you know in the Lego movie you ever saw the Lego movie where like everybody was like the same and it was the same every day I like to be creative and it's I think one of the things that in, in my journey in life I found that I have that capability I had that when I was younger. You know, playing G.I. Joe and Star Wars and building forts out of blankets and TV trays and cardboard boxes and things like that. To now, you know, manipulating audio to make it sound cool. Or doing a podcast, or do radio engineering, or a basketball game. Or, like, now I'm tinkering with, like, graphics and design and, and video and things like that. Like, you asked me if I was going to be doing video and that kind of stuff when I was at Temple, I'd say, I'm here for radio and radio only. It was my biggest mistake. I should have started taking those classes. But that's my challenge to everybody. You got a remote. It's not like you have to get up and change the channel or, um, you know, where you can just look at different points of view on social media. And again, they may not be right. But it may give you a different perspective. It may balance you. Because everything that's happening with the media, whether it be TV, radio, social media, any media we consume, it's better. Now, I'm not saying we need, you know, news stories on puppies every day. 
I'm not saying that at all, but like, be good to have something that's more a little bit more uplifting every once in a while. And you know that, you know, things in the world, people are working together and make this place better. And I think that's the other thing, you know. You know, this election cycle this year, it's going to get bad and dirty. And I've I've got concerns because of that. And the, you know, the media is kind of manipulating because they're poking the bear with everybody. So my suggestion again. Change the channel. Do a little research. And then, with anything, I think we just got to get back to a time that we can all sit down and have that discussion. And it doesn't become a fight. It can be a disagreement, but it does not be a fight. Well, I've rambled long enough tonight. I appreciate you took the time to, to listen to my my mind. I know my, my mind sometimes is crazy. I appreciate that. This is again therapeutic for me, and I hope it's therapeutic for you. And you know, if it gets you thinking, great. That's exactly why I'm doing this. So last week I started, you know, because somebody said that, you know, I need some type of outro. And I said, I'm going to play some music because that's, you know, my other uh, passion. So, you know, I was just listening and I heard a song. I think it was on Sirius XM. And I've heard that before. And it took me a couple days to find it. And I found it. And it came out in 2020. And it's, a, it's, an, it's an EDM record. And I, I just have been playing it over and over for the past few days in the car. Cranked up. And I said, I keep saying this, this is, if I was still programming, especially my station up in New Jersey, this would be a hit. Absolutely, without question, it's just got that beat, like, my head's bopping. And when I program that station, like, it, that's, that's where I programmed the station, was in my car. If I was in the car, and my head was moving to that song, it got played simple as that listening to records or cds in my office was great but i had to take it to the car and that's where i was like yep we're putting this one in yep we're putting this one in I wanted to be in the same place as my listeners were so this song was actually it's a remake of a jay jay sean single which is 
a lot slower. Um, but I really like this one. I really, I really do. And I, I can't believe it's been like four years since this is coming out. And all of a sudden, I'm like, oh man, I love this song. Like, like I want to like reincarnate it and say, this has got to get back in rotation. I got to hear this on the radio, kind of thing. So, um, it's by Regard, and the song's called Ride It. So again, thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate it. If you got any comments, make sure you hit hit me up on uh, X. Just look for uh, Brett Holcomb with the number eight, um, or you can send me an email at Brett Holcomb number eight at gmail.com uh, or on on Facebook. We got the page up there, and um, should have a website up soon. I'm, I'm working on that. Baby steps, but uh, yeah, just hit me up and say, "Hey, man, I appreciate what you're doing." Or if you, you know, you're a friend of mine, you got my cell number. Hey, send me a message. Love to hear it. I really would. I, I appreciate. It. I've got some some great kind words, and you know, matter of fact, my um, physical therapist is now listening, and he, he was sending me messages too, saying, "What you know, what a great job." And you know, again. I don't know if I'm doing a great job or not. And, you know, I'm, like I said, I'm doing this for, for my own therapy. Um, but I hope it, I hope it, you appreciate it too. So again, thank you so much for listening. Here's regard. This is ride it. And that'll be another week. On, you know what I mean? See ya. Take me.